Baptist 21 is a pastor-led voice for Southern Baptists in the 21st century. The B21 podcast will discuss current issues in the SBC with Southern Baptist church leaders. To check out more resources, visit us at baptist21.com. Welcome to the Baptist 21 Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Aiken. I have with me today Dr. Aaron Mraz, who works with Guidestone. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, a ministry they have called Mission Dignity. Uh, Dr. Mraz, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Nate. It's good to be here. Well, first, let's just get to know you before we talk some about uh, Mission Dignity. Uh, Tell us about your ministry, how, how you came to know the Lord, how you got into ministry, and then how you got to Guidestone. Yeah, absolutely. I was saved in uh, as a six-year-old boy, called to ministry at the age of 12, started vocational ministry at the age of 17, uh, pastored for uh, 20 years, then was a professor for six years, then six years ago came to Guidestone as the uh, it, to work here in Mission Dignity. And it has been a huge, huge blessing to be here. What was kind of the some precipitating events that made you feel a call to ministry? Um, maybe even tell us about some early ministry. I may ask you about your first sermon in just a second. <laughs> that was, uh, ooh, boy, that was a long time ago. Um, so uh, when I was at uh, False Creek Baptist Assembly in Davis, Oklahoma, I grew up in Oklahoma, and um, you know, I've been feeling a, a call throughout the the summer, and then. Uh, uh, one night, uh, it was July nineteenth, nineteen eighty four. I was sitting on the back row of a uh, of a um, of the tabernacle back then, and um, uh, just felt an uh, uh, some people say an audible call. Uh, mm. The uh, heard a heard a voice uh, saying to me, "Go, I'm calling you." I looked over at my friend and I said, uh, "Is there anything I that that you just said?" And he said, "No." And <laughs> I. Mm. Kept bowing my head during the invitation and heard that voice again and went forward mm. and surrendered my life to the ministry. Um, the next morning, I uh, uh, was asked to give a, a sermon, and which I did. And um, uh, nothing like uh, calling on a preacher to shoot from the hip. <laughs> <laughs> the morning after. Do you remember the text of that sermon? Yeah. Um, so I had read uh, John three sixteen and seventeen that that morning, um, and so it, it was part of our devotional uh, for, and so I just expounded upon that. That's great. Mm-hmm. I, we talked a little bit before getting on about uh, your studies. I'd love to just dig at that just a little bit before sure. we again get to some of the other stuff because you you mentioned a well you mentioned two t- topics I think would be important. So the first one was that you did some writing on basically the importance of reaching men, that if you reach yes. men, then you'll reach the rest of the family. Tell us just a little bit about that project and yeah, so, what got uh, you into that. Yeah, I was. Um, uh, that was my doctor of ministry uh, project. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was I was pastoring at the time and I was noticing that um, that that many of our ministries were focusing on on uh, reaching uh, women and children and uh, came across the statistic that. Uh, in a uh, promise keepers book uh, mm-hmm. that said uh, that if you reach men, uh, you reach the rest of the household 93% of the time. And uh, so I uh, decided to write a project around that in 15 weeks. Uh, we won 15 men to the Lord in Oak Grove Baptist Church in Hugo, Oklahoma. And um, out of that 15 men, we had 13 of their uh, uh, 
wives and children baptized. And it was just a tremendous project. I think it proved that that if you reach the men, uh, you reach the rest of the household. And uh, so that was a a passion of mine uh, for, for many, many years. That's wonderful. So then you did PhD work, or I don't know if it's if out, yes. out of order, but then you did PhD work. And you mentioned um, a guy that you did some work on named uh, Tishner. Uh, yes. He's, he, you know, he's come across, I'm a big Baptist historian guy, love that. But I mean, I've just seen glancing things mm-hmm. about him. Tell us a little bit about who he is, what you wrote on, that sort of thing. Yeah. So Isaac Taylor Tishner was the man credited with saving the Southern Baptist Convention from dissolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he uh, he was the corresponding secretary of the Home Mission Board from 1881 to 1900. Uh, he led what I called the first Great Commission resurgence. Um, he uh, was a pioneer in many ways, um, used demographics, You tried to uh, get ahead of uh, the population growth uh, mm-hmm. to certain areas, put missionaries ahead of uh, where the population growth was going, and um, uh, took the home mission board from 19 missionaries to 653 missionaries. And uh, he was he was something else, uh, just a tremendous tremendous uh, uh, figure in our in our Baptist life. I think we need to hear more from him, uh, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but that, uh, uh, he was, he was, he was something else. Uh, the great yeah. commission resurgence that happened there, uh, the pop, we actually outpaced the population growth, mm-hmm. uh, of the United States. Baptist grew from 9.9% to 15.5% of the population in, uh, those 20 years. And we've never seen that. Mm-hmm. So That's fantastic. Yeah, he's you, you know he's definitely not one of the top names you hear when you start talking about Southern Baptist history. But uh, that was yeah, it makes me want to dig in a little bit more. So absolutely um, appreciate appreciate you sharing about that. Tell us just what is uh, what is Mission Dignity? Why should Southern Baptists be um, excited about Mission Dignity? Yeah, Mission Dignity is the original ministry assignment of Guidestone. So we were founded in 1918 as the uh, relief and annuity board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Relief being mission dignity, uh, annuity, of course, being retirement, and then we expanded into insurance and investments and so on. Uh, we are uh, we are the original ministry assignment. In fact, I still have the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, some of the first names of the mm. first recipients uh, from 1919, and wow. so it's it's something else, but. Today, we serve about 2,800 uh, retired ministers and widows. 60% are widows of, how, mm. of, uh, of pastors. Um, one out of four is a widow over the age of 85, and seven of them are widows over 100 years old. Two of them are still teaching Sunday school. Wow. That is, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I didn't realize so that was the original assignment of, of the annuity board. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, well, that's that's fantastic. Can you share with us just some stories? I mean, obviously, that that's a great one that we have people that we're getting a chance to care for uh, that are still teaching uh, at, at, at 100. That's amazing. But just some other stories about uh, how Mission Dignity has gone about uh, caring for uh, this, the very things you've been talking about. Yeah, so Mission Dignity, of course, uh, we don't receive any cooperative programs. Uh, program gifts. Uh, so we actually raise 100% of it all from churches and individuals nationwide. Um, 
we, and a hundred percent goes to our retired ministers and widows. We don't take out any operating costs or administrative costs. All that was taken care of through an endowment that was established before I was even born. And, um, so we, uh, we are able to provide them between 275 and $750 a month. Uh, plus, we give them a Christmas check. Uh, and you should hear what they do with that Christmas check. They're givers. Mm-hmm. They're not takers. Wow. Um, they've been giving to the church and to the Lord throughout their life. And mm-hmm. uh, so like one of them, uh, widow actually wrote us. Uh, she said, I, I went out and I bought Christmas presents for all of the mm-hmm. neighborhood children. And she said, I put a gospel tract in every single one of those Christmas presents. Mm, and uh, one of the little girls uh, came and and uh, said that she prayed the prayer in the back of that tract, and uh, she was able to disciple her and get her involved in church and so on. And so it's a it's a huge blessing. Um, uh, they also uh, there, there's there's many of them who are uh, so, so many of the pastors who are still pastoring in some way. Uh, they're. Uh, is uh, uh, one who recently passed away just a couple of months ago. He was 84 years old, and he had been pastoring in the same region of Alabama for 52 years. He wow. said he outlived all of his deacons. And uh, <laughs> and then he said, uh, uh, so I had to ordain new ones. And uh, thankfully, uh, the ones that I was ordaining was I had led to the Lord when I was t- when they were teenagers. And so... Uh, but he uh, mm-hmm. he said, uh, "You give me seven hundred and fifty dollars a month. Uh, our church gives me fifty dollars a week, and I'm able to stay in the pulpit and preach until the till my dying day." And that's exactly what he did. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that's, that's a, a, another great story. Uh, I could go on and on and on, and I could <laughs> I could tell you many many more. I mean, even just the stories alone probably answer the question I'm about to ask you. But given that most of our um, Probably the majority of our listeners are would be younger. Why is this something they should also be energized about? Well, uh, number one, there's a connection because uh, there's young people, uh, young pastors are going to be old pastors at some point. And uh, and we all want to finish well. We want to finish well with the dignity that uh, that that uh, that the Lord affords to us. Um. And so we encourage our young ministers, of course, to put away early uh, and to begin that retirement journey early. Uh, we encourage you to advocate uh, for your for a retirement uh, gift from your uh, contribution from your uh, from your church and so on. And uh, we also know that at the end of life, sometimes uh, there's a need for mission dignity. The average age that somebody comes to us is 77. That means that they go as long as they can in the ministry before reaching out to us. As Mm. I've said, they're givers, they're not takers. Mm. So they try and go as long as they can in ministry. They come to us as a couple on average. By age 81, couple Mm. becomes a single. And so so we have a, a biblical command to take care of the widow. We also have uh, a biblical biblical command to uh, let the elders who rule well to be worthy of double honor. And that double honor, of course, means uh, that honor uh, in Greek means tribute, uh, pledge uh, to a king. And so, um, so 
we are we are called to to take care of our brothers and sisters uh, yeah. to the very end, and <laughs> and so uh, that's what Mission Dignity does. <laughs> If uh, Southern Baptists want to get involved in that, uh, in Mission Dignity Ministry, to just kind of give them some very practical things they can do to to start being involved, both with Guidestone in general, but then also Mission Dignity. Yeah, go to missiondignity.org. Um, that, uh, that's the first way. Um, you can also email us as well at missiondignity at guidestone.org. Um, the... The main way, of course, that you can be involved is by giving. Give to this uh, to this great ministry. A hundred percent of what's give, uh, given goes directly to them. Mm. The other way is recommend to us. We're always looking for uh, for retired ministers and their widows. The number one person who knows a retired minister and or a widow of a of a retired minister is a fellow pastor. Mm. So, uh, so we need your referrals, uh, because they're not going to seek us out. They, they just won't, uh, they, that's not who they are. They'd rather give than, than to, uh, than to, uh, uh, apply. And so we actually have a, an issue in having people reapply. Uh, they're, they're on for two years and then they have to reapply. And the number one response that we hear is I'd rather give it to somebody else. Mm. And so that's just their heart. Uh, so refer to us and, uh, and that can be done on our website as well. Let me ask you a final question, just more personal, but it would obviously get at some of the things you've been sharing. I mean, you've been uh, a pastor, a planter, PhD work, you've been a professor at Criswell. Um, so you've done a lot, you know, why give energy that you have to, to something like mission dignity, the guidepost, I think that'd be very helpful for our hearers to, to hear. Well, uh, first of all, it's Guidestone, not Guidepost. Guidepost. But, uh, <laughs> Guidepost is always on Southern Baptist mind right now. That, that is a bad yes. slip. Uh, that's a bad uh, slip. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, so six years ago, I, I was talking with O.S. Hawkins uh, at a convention, and uh, and he said, uh, you know, you, you ought to you ought to apply to Guidestone, and so. Uh, help help us raise money and mission dignity. And you know, at first I was like, I I don't even know if if I if I would be qualified to do that. Um, the more that I prayed about it, the more I felt led to to apply. And I'm just going to be honest, it has been the blessing of my life. We work with the best people. Uh, our 2,800 retired ministers and widows. They they want to lay it all on the line for the Lord. And then on the other side, the donors and the churches that give to us, they all want to lay it all on the line for the Lord as well. And they all just want to finish well. And so this is one of the greatest ministries. And I think uh, uh, God just uh, orchestrated it in his mind. And I sat there and I was like, wow, thank you, Lord because I work with the greatest people, helping them to finish well with dignity. And our donors are so generous as well. Uh, the churches are, are simply just amazing. And we're always needing more. We're always needing more on, the, on uh, the recipient side as well as the donor side. And so we're so thankful for, mm -hmm. for the opportunity to, uh, to be a platform for them. 
Well, check this out at Guidestone. Go to their their website, also the Mission Dignity website. Uh, we'll also put that in the show notes uh, so you can check that out more quickly. We'll also have a blog coming out alongside this as well. Uh, Dr. Morass, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for the work you're doing. Uh, we pray the Lord continue to bless uh, that ministry. And it certainly is something that we um, younger guys don't think about a lot and probably need to start thinking about more. And so we appreciate the, the ministry that you have. Well, we appreciate you, Nate, and God bless y'all, and uh, God bless you and your studies. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening to the Baptist Twenty One podcast. Thank you for listening to the Baptist Twenty One podcast. To learn more about us, visit us at our website, baptist21.com. Also, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. It would really help us out. If you ever have thoughts or ideas for future interviews, please reach out to us at our email, babist21 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening to the podcast.